friends, welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast. We're two modern mamas with a goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology, and mama to Bear and Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We are so happy you're here. Hi, friends. Laura here. I am so excited to announce that the Modern Mamas podcast has joined forces with Paleo Valley. If you've been following me for long, you know that I absolutely love appreciate their products because they've been such an important part of my journey to health and then also now Evie's journey, especially with her first foods. Our absolute favorite in this household is the grass-fed organ complex. We also love the beef sticks and their brand new turkey sticks and take them with us basically everywhere we go on all of our travels. Some other of our favorites include the organic super greens, which are great for smoothie bowls or smoothies or just taking down the hatch right as they are. We love the grass-fed, non-denatured whey, the superfood bars, which are loaded with collagen, and um, I cannot wait to now try their new Essential C Complex. Don't miss out. You can get an awesome deal. Just head to our show notes for the discount code and link and try them for yourself. You will not be disappointed. Enjoy. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Mamas podcast. I am so excited and pretty much fangirling right now because of the guests we have on for today's episode. Um, what's funny is, this is going to give away who it is right away, even though you can see who it is in the title of the, of the episode, but the first time I ever saw you, friend, was on The Real World. <laughs> was it really oh, like, yeah. my, like my original season, like the embarrassing one that I tell people not to <laughs> watch or Google. <laughs> but what's funny is like, I still thought you were very cool and I still wanted Aww. to be like you. Um, uh, and I'm really sure we'll sweet. dive a little bit into that, but you were the coolest one on that whole season for sure. <laughs> but so I appreciate funny. that. <laughs> um, God, I have come a long way. Yes, you have. But you know, it's like, we love where we are, where we are now, of course, but there's, a, I'm sure you got to love who you were then because trajectory, right? That's what I always say. Yep. Like I wouldn't change it. I don't love it, but I wouldn't yep. change it. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. That's I for sure. It. Well, in case you guys didn't already know, um, the voice, that lovely voice you're listening to is Emily Schramm. And, um, I'm going to give you a brief bio and then we're just going to dive in because ultimately I just want to talk to you for an hour. So <laughs> let's I love start. it. I love it. <laughs> so if you've been living under a rock and you don't know who she is, Emily Schramm is a personal trainer. Am I saying that right? Schramm? Okay, yep, I thought that's so. perfect. I know I've heard it before. Um, is a personal trainer, nutritional therapy practitioner, and health and wellness coach based in Denver, Colorado. Emily's work in the fitness industry involves work with Nine News Denver as their nutrition and fitness expert, Women's Health Magazine as their former Next Fitness star, so cool, and nationwide publications like Strong and Paleo Magazine. Emily's own work as a fitness entrepreneur includes her backpack turned weight training bag, The Impact, which I love, her holistic <laughs> tea company, Element Tea, her podcast, Meathead hippie and the online strength programs and challenges she runs for thousands across the world at emilyschramm.com. Soon she will be the owner of a strength and conditioning gym in Rhino. 
Mm-hmm. Rhino Denver called Platform Strength, which I cannot wait to dive into. I can't imagine with all of the things you have going on, why in <sighs> hell you would open a gym. But I also know if there's no better person for it and that you're totally <laughs> going to kick ass. So I'm excited to dive into that as well. Um, before we get into the meat, though, I always like to do an icebreaker question. And so Ooh, I love that. I know you've traveled a lot. So what is the favorite place, your favorite place you've ever visited in the whole world? <sighs> <laughs> oh, this is so good. Well, I'm actually about to leave for Alaska with my mom. <gasps> and so um, I'm kind of on that like whole, you know, where have I been that is going to be even comparable to this? Because mm-hmm. I do think Alaska might take number one. But I was able to go with my sister and my mom two years ago to Patagonia. So oh. we went to Patagonia and it just... I mean, it's just, it's not even real. It takes forever to get there and you literally are at the end of the world. And I just, the, the mountains and the the atmosphere and the wildlife and the people, I think that has to be so far, thus far, I'm going to say Patagonia. So cool. I, that's a, that's a bucket lister for me as well. Um, my, we love to travel and we already like traveling with our little one. And so I can't wait to take her there someday because it's incredible. And, uh, I can only imagine the things you saw. And the experiences you had. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's it. So awesome. That's it. Cool. Takes the cake. Um, awesome. So then let's dive in a little bit to your story. Um, I know I've heard bits and pieces of it, listening to you on different podcasts and all that, but I would love to hear a little bit more about your story and what got you to where you are now in terms of all of these passions that you clearly have for holistic and um, functional fitness and nutrition and lifestyle. Um, how'd you get here? And because we talked a little bit about how you were on the real world and I think a lot has changed since then, as you mentioned. So how'd you get to where you are now? Yeah. So I think, you know, I haven't even actually heard that bio. It's just like one of those things that it's just like kind of compiles and you're like, Oh my God, Emily, like seriously, just stop doing things because, but I do feel like if I had to say 10 years ago, this is where I was. I wouldn't even believe it because I was just on a path and that path was finish college, go to veterinary school. Like I just, I had my mind in my head of exactly what my life was going to look like since I was four years old. So I just think that really how I got here is just honestly understanding that I wasn't happy and the things that I thought would make me happy. And taking some really big leaps and just saying, I got, I have to change this. I'm, I refuse to live my life in a place of, I could be more than this. And, um, I think that just stems from the way I grew up. I grew up really religious. Uh, it was a situation where, not to say religion is bad, but it was a very oppressive religious situation. And so when I got out of it, it was just like, I can never be contained in any way. And that's just how I've been able, I've been lucky enough to live my life, like in a job that I wasn't happy in, I'm not going to stay here. I have to do something. I have to get out of that situation. And so for a while, my job as a personal trainer, as an entrepreneur, as an, even just a nutritionist, it was just about solving problems so that I could have income. And so that at the same time, I could be fulfilled by the clients that I had And it just kind of snowballed to one thing, to the next, to the challenges, to the strength programs, to, um, to now the, the MPAC and the T's. And so I, you know, I don't even know how I got here. If I close my eyes, I'm like, where am I? Like, this is, I never would have pictured this, but I just, I'm obsessed with it. It's just the best, the best life. That's so cool. And what I love about it is you look at the, like the list of the things that you're doing and to an outsider reading it, they'd be like, oh my God, but because you've come to each one of those passions through like 
in such a pot of positive spin and coming off the silver lining of like you had a hard time and then you came out of it and now you're stronger. And so each pursuit is not just to like, I don't know, it comes from a place of putting yourself, I want to say first, right? Like you're, you're mm-hmm. each thing, you're not like slaving away. It's not this hustle where you're like sacrificing your own happiness. It's each passion and pursuit is a product of seeking out happiness. And I think that is why when I said like, I can't imagine opening a gym on top of everything else, but you're doing it from a place of pursuing happiness and not just money and, or like whatever the hustle. And I think that's so cool. Thanks. Yeah. I I do think it's been really cool to see that evolve. Like exactly what you said. It was like, okay, the challenges are great, but there needs to be strength programs because I love strength programs. Mm-hmm. So I need to give that to somebody. And then it turned into, you know, with the MPAC, I didn't have a way to work out when I was traveling all the time. And so it solved that problem for me. And then I was like, wow, this is, this is a, something that doesn't exist. I think I can create this. And so just that self-belief of like, yes, you can do that. If you feel like there's a need for it, there is. And so with the gym, it's so interesting that you say that because it does feel like another add-on, but the way my personality is, is like, so I'm a spirit animal, hummingbird spirit animal. So I'm like, and so for me, it feels like home. Like even like I'm here, I'm on the, um, it's below me actually where we're filming right now. And it's the permits aren't even close and the equipment I ordered too soon and we had to find storage (laughs) and I, you know, I'm like ready. I've never been more ready in my life, but it feels like, I don't know if you burn Palo Santo. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like. It feels like I'm home. It's like, I, I have too much going on, not too much, but like so much going on. That's so easy to just kind of feel like when you come home to actual my, to my apartment, it's like, all right, cool. I still have a thousand things to do. Mm -hmm. Let me get my laptop out. But with my gym, it's like, I have all these great things and their products, but it's all online. And as much as I love that ability and that freedom, I sometimes think people take for granted the ability to just be with somebody one-on-one and to train with somebody one-on-one and have someone come into your space and have the feeling, leave with a feeling that you want them to have, which is so hard to do. You can definitely do it with podcasts, like, which is why, yes, I'm so excited to talk to you for an hour, but to do it in person. Same, yeah. 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 So it's just, it's just a really good feeling of like, it's, it's time for me to put it all in one place mm-hmm. and, and feel like I'm home. I love that so much. I, you know, I do a lot of like remote programming and remote nutrition consulting and podcasting and whatnot, but some of the, one of the things that fills my cup the most is when I get to go somewhere and look at a group of people in the face and teach and teach yes. nutrition and just see like the light bulb moments and see the, you know, you see it firsthand and it's so rewarding. And I can't express like when we get reviews for the podcast or we get messages and whatnot of people who are grateful for the information we put out, that's, that means so much, but there's something about seeing someone face to face that it's so easy to lose, lose that today. So I think that it's pretty awesome that you're going to be, have a space that I promise I will come visit. <laughs> we're doing Yay. a lot of traveling in the next year. Um, they were coming through Colorado, so I can't wait to come check it out and Ugh. see you. And that'll be amazing. Maybe we can do an in-person recording. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would love that as long as it's in September, because then I'll have permits. And okay. <laughs> so that's a year from, Oh, so this coming September, so this coming talking. September. Okay. So yeah, we got, you know, like four, I'm going to say four months. That's my goal is okay. to have it all ready to go in four months. So awesome. I love it. Well, congratulations. That's very exciting. Thank you. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um, then let's talk like segueing. That's kind of nice, specifically into fitness. Um, what is your fitness background? Where did you start in the, in your world of fitness? Yeah. So I, this kind of goes back to real world actually. So I've always been an athlete and I, I mean that very loosely. Like I, I, 
am very competitive. I think that's what I should say more so than an athlete because I played soccer and I played sports, but never at a very competitive level. But my internal competitiveness, it was, I mean, I'm just, I'm very extreme. I just, it's more against myself, but in anything that I do, I just, I love it. It, it gets me going and it's just something really fun for me. And I felt like after college, when I left college, moved to Colorado, I had just finished filming real world and I just didn't know what the F to do with my life. It was just kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to learn how to snowboard. So I was working at Starbucks, transferred Starbucks to Keystone. And I think it was this whole perception of that moving locations is going to help me find happiness. And it's going to help me find my purpose. And for maybe three weeks, four weeks, it totally did. I mean, I'm in Snow Globe, Colorado, and it's magical. And I'm snowboarding. And everyone's like, wow, your life is so great. And I was like, yeah, I mean, this is really cool. But the same unhappiness that I had really just understanding that I was just not confident in my skin. I was so sick of seeing myself and hating what I saw and always feeling like I could be better or I should be better. And this guilt shame cycle that I had just lived my whole life in, it was always going to be there no matter what my geographical location was. And so it was just this moment that I had where I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. I don't want to drink more beer. And everyone's smoking a lot of weed and you know, it's, it's the sun is down at five o'clock. If you've ever been to Keystone, Colorado, it's beautiful, but there's really not much to do. And I just ha- had this moment. I remember I looked in the mirror and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm just, I'm so sick of wishing that I was somebody else. And so it was just time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. I just knew I got in the car, I drove to the gym and I started learning and researching and grabbing every article that I could and just becoming a sponge of what, well, what is going to make me feel good? And I don't know what that is, but it was this process of understanding my body, getting really strong. And I'm not kidding. I couldn't even jump rope for 30 seconds straight. I mean, I was like, it was, it was, uh, as much as an athlete as I always was growing up, I was not in shape at all. And so having these epitomes of like, wow, like I, I feel really good. I'm really proud of myself. I can't believe I just did that. Oh, I can see, I can see my traps start to come out. Like, I know that's ridiculous to say, cause that's not the first thing that most women would, would say, but seriously, I love traps so oh, much. And I was so sexy, <laughs> they're so sexy, like back muscles. Yes. Just, I love them. And I started feeling it and then people started noticing. And then it just, it was from that moment where I looked in the mirror and said, Oh my God, I feel like a I feel like a superhero. I feel like I literally could do anything because I chose to do this. Nobody else told me to do this. And I made the decision. And it was that moment where I was like, I need to be a personal trainer. And I couldn't even believe I said that because I was like, there's just how that's what people did when they didn't know what to do with their life. You know, it was like the people in college that just were like, I don't know what major I'm going to be. I'll be a personal trainer. And I was like, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. I love people. I love connecting with people and, um, I just have to do it. So it took a long time. I mean, the whole process of becoming, you know, an online trainer, even it was just, figuring out where do I get my certification? Um, no gym would hire me. So I, I worked front desk at 5am for a long time at 24 hour fitness, getting my NASM certification, washing dogs to pay bills. I mean, it's just, it's not a glamorous story. It was just doing it, but I knew there was no other option. So it took a while to be able to finally go off on my own. Um, but 
it was just kind of, it just fit. There was nothing that I loved more than working with people one-on-one. And so doing CrossFit certifications and Olympic weightlifting certifications, and then eventually becoming a nutritional therapy practitioner to start to fill the holes of what I was seeing with my clients, because I saw the meal plan. I saw their training program. Why is their weight not budging? What's going on that I don't understand? And myself, I also had a lot of skin issues. I had a lot of gut issues. And I always felt like I I, I was always broken and I didn't understand why. It just was who I was, but I really wanted to know why. So I just, I was so obsessed with the nutritional therapy program that I went through and I just felt really like this is who I'm supposed to be. This is the work that I'm supposed to put out. And so those all kind of compiled into the businesses that I have. I love it. So cool. Uh, (laughs) There was a period of hustle clearly. So all the work you're putting in now probably doesn't feel like it did back then because now you see it paying off and you see it really impacting other people and not just yourself, but like you're, it is a huge ripple effect where you put energy and products and education and, mindfulness into the world and then you see it play out and it's like oh I can only imagine that how good that feels I mean I I can feel it too when we put things out and then people benefit it's like it just feels so good (laughs) it's really cool I mean it's just it's really magical especially when your intention like people ask this all all the time that even if you know I don't know them so I can't say that's not their intention but like how do you do this how do you do that I'm like well what is your purpose Mm -hmm. what what is your driving force and if it truly is to make someone's life better and to really connect with them and have them see themselves in a different way, and it's not a motive of finances, then you will be successful mm-hmm. because that that shows that that authenticity, that vulnerability of this is my work, and I want you to see it. If it's truly to help them, then they'll see it. Hundred percent, I couldn't agree more. And then also, like for me, I I also I feel like I'm putting a lot out, and people say thank you, and I'm sure you get gratitude tenfold compared to what I do. But then also I, I'm grateful for people holding the space for me to share. And it's like, it becomes this like full circle thing versus just like putting out, putting out, putting out. I think when yeah. you put out in a genuine way, then it's reciprocated and you feel that energy come back and then it almost gives more energy to go put more out into the world. So you don't yes. feel like it's as much of a suck, but more of like a, a, uh, you know, euphoria. Exactly. Yeah. I I talk about this a lot with like my clients that really have adrenal issues because that's something that I've hit the wall on a lot. Um, (laughs) I love it because it's like for, you know, when I look at the actual things, the list on your, on my plate right now, it's, it's 20 times more than when I had adrenal dysfunction, when I was just tanked in, in the darkest, darkest places of, I cannot, I don't want to wake up in the morning, you know, that chronic fatigue that you see. So it's like, what was the difference? And it's because you're in, it's just the purpose. It's like, you're in line with your, what you're supposed to be on this earth for. And when you can tap into that and that's, that's that whole, you know, let me give to you and then you can give back to me and then you can do more and more and more things. And I think that that's like, if you really keep hitting a wall with the stress on your plate, it's probably because there's something even small that might not be in connection with the work like that you should be doing. Yeah, hundred percent. And actually that's, I'm, I would love to talk a little bit more about your experience with adrenal fatigue, because I know we have a lot of listeners, um, who have suffered with, with that or are currently in the throngs of it. Um, it's pretty common postpartum too. A lot of moms kind of drop into that because all of a sudden, you're giving, you know, your stores through breast milk or you are um, not sleeping as much and you're stressed about your child and then you have to go back to work at like six weeks, which is absurd. And um, so can you share a little bit about your journey getting through and past that and uh, how you maybe keep it at bay now? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So I feel like with um, anybody that has adrenal dysfunction, they kind of intuitively know it. So it's this, I don't want to wake up in the morning. I feel like it takes me till 3 p.m. to wake up or the the alternative so that, you know, that's what people kind of tend sign as adrenal fatigue. And I just try to say adrenal dysfunction because you could have really low cortisol and really low, um, energy throughout the day, but you can also have the alter, the alternative effect of too high of cortisol and at the wrong times of day. So especially at nighttime when somebody has their mind racing and they can't calm down and the system won't come down, it's too high of cortisol at night. And so both of those can lead to long-term effects. So with hyper or hypo, so too much cortisol or too little cortisol, um, I think the most important thing is to understand your pattern. So that's what I try to teach my clients. Like what is the pattern? Because what I would do for somebody that has too low of cortisol, I would not do for somebody with too high of cortisol. So for example, if I have too low of cortisol, one of the easiest things to do in the morning is to give yourself some salt water or noon tablets or some sort of hydration. That's not just water because you could drink and drink water, but with cortisol being low, this hormone called aldosterone is also too low and aldosterone holds sodium and keeps sodium into your bloodstream, which keeps you hydrated. So if we don't have low, if we do have low cortisol, we don't have aldosterone. Therefore, we will never stay actually hydrated until we're consciously putting salt in our water or consciously adding noon tabs to our water. So that's the first thing. But if I had salt for somebody that was too stressed or too hyper, so like go, 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 anxiety, ah, like I can't, I can't get my mind to slow down. It can actually stress their body out more. And so I think that's the first thing that I tell clients, like, let's just understand your pattern. It's pretty easy to figure out once you know signs and symptoms. Um, and it's going to be part two of the body awareness project. So I'm really excited to kind of explain it in a way that makes sense for people because it is overwhelming, but it's important to know because another example, ashwagandha, incredible for adrenals, if you have high cortisol, not if you have low cortisol. And so just understanding that can be good. You can do testing or you could just go with, um, signs and symptoms. So for me, it was the first thing was finding my pattern, realizing that I had a really depleted cortisol throughout the day, which made me feel so exhausted and fatigued headaches after I worked out my muscle definition started to go away. Um, this is where the clients start to see some weight gain in their stomach and just kind of this frustrating, I'm putting on weight instead of putting off weight. Um, with moms, it's kind of interesting. I think it's tied in with thyroid, right? Like that your thyroid hormone, how much it shifts after you have a baby, uh, those adrenals and thyroids are just so connected. And so I think understanding adrenal stress before you even, or even after don't even worry about thyroid. Sometimes it's more so let's get our adrenals tapped into, and you can see such benefits with thyroid health because of it. Um, it was cutting coffee. It was being really smart with my workouts, which was the hardest thing for me to do. And then it was also truly healing my gut for the first time and understanding what my gut was doing. Um, you know, why am I not processing the foods and why are some of the, like, what foods am I intolerant to? What foods are causing more issues with my stress? So it's so interesting. We have, I know I'm going on a tangent, but we have, uh, systemic stress. So organ stress, and then we have life stress. So trying to figure out both of those, not just stress reduction or stress management, but also what is in my body. That's just not doing op what, what's not optimal. Is it my gut? Is it my pancreas? Is it blood sugar? So you can kind of go about it a bunch of ways, but it's so cool to help people figure that out and navigate that. 
I love that. I love that for you, you see it as something that's cool because for a lot of people that could be very overwhelming. Um, but I think instead of being like overwhelmed by the, the idea that it's not just what you eat, but it's also your headspace and it's, it's all these different things like your stress levels and everything. Instead of looking at that as overwhelming, I look at it almost as empowering because it's like, oh, cool. I have so many different tools and options to utilize to improve my health versus, oh, it's just diet. That's almost like, well, then if I can't figure out what it is about my diet, then I'm just SOL. Whereas if it's headspace <laughs> and stress and diet and exercise, mm-hmm. it's like I've got lots of different things to tap into to slowly but surely improve my health and my feelings and my wellness. And it's cool. Yeah. Have, so you have so much experience and so much expertise that it's like you're like prime example of someone who could help people in more than one facet of their life. So I love that you just keep kind of pursuing education so that you can keep helping other people. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I guess if I would to make it a little bit more streamlined, it would be one to understand your energy without caffeine. Yeah. Where is your caffeine intake and it's not always bad, but if you can't go a day without it, um, and you, you know, obviously just normal days, not like the days that you need a little extra pizzazz, which I think we all can, caffeine is okay (laughs) on those days. But, um, if like that was a big eye opener for me is to understand that, uh, the second thing is understanding blood sugar. So do we depend on carbs for our fuel? And that just means, do you get hangry? Do you get irritable? Do you get shaky in between meals? And that's the simplest fix because we would just increase our fat intake a little bit and decrease our carbohydrate intake. And then the third thing is being smart about our workouts. We tend to undereat and overwork. And so those three things can be so huge in helping somebody with any sort of adrenal dysfunction. Yeah. And that, I love that. Cause I've shared a lot lately and I get so many questions postpartum for me. Like I cut sugar hundred percent. I'm pretty low carbohydrate and very, very high fat right now. And I've never ever felt better in my entire life. And so, so wonderful. yeah, I experimented a little bit with counting macros again, like about four months postpartum and most macro plans, most, not all are relatively lower in fat and higher in carbohydrate. And for me, I was still pretty moderate. Um, and I just hit a wall. I was like, I was like emotional. I would, I, stress just like broke me and I was like, okay, well, it was just an experiment for me so I could help other moms see what, what you know, potentially what could or couldn't work. And what I realized is especially postpartum, hitting numbers does not make sense because every day is so different. But having like an overarching understanding of what fuels you best is very important. So for me, it's high fat, it's no sugar, no grains, very low carb, and I feel amazing. Um, and that's been freeing for me um, after a lifetime of like being concerned about counting or tracking or fat is being potentially scary. And I haven't felt that way for a long time, but in any case, eating high fat and lower carbohydrate is so freeing because I, um, it's much for me, cutting sugars makes it way easier to be in tune with what your body's asking for because Mm -hmm. sugar is this, like, it's almost like the shade across your ability to tune into your body because, um, you get hangry and you just crave sugar and you're running off that, like, low quality fuel. And so I'm so glad you mentioned that. And I know their listeners would be curious to hear like, what, what, how do you eat these days? What yeah. do you, what, what fuels you? <laughs> yeah. So I've been high fat for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, I went back maybe once or twice just to teeter with some, I have to Guinea pig this, I have exactly. to figure out. And I, when I was competing in CrossFit, I just wanted to know what it was like. And I'm, t- I'm not kidding you. It was a 40, 30, 30 split, 40 carbs, 30 fat, 30 protein. So- and that, killed me. Yeah. I couldn't do it. 30 fat is ridiculous. And if you've, and I, I mean, that's what my MFIT challenge is all about because there, it, I honestly, if you t- have one, I don't know of a macro plan that isn't low fat. 
Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because it gets results, but it, it doesn't make sense because it, when you think of what fat does for your brain and what it does for your hormones, it, it's not sustainable in any way, shape or form, especially when you're trying to regulate your hormones post baby. So I think what you said is perfect. And I love what you said about the sugar being kind of this veil. And I think that so many different components of our life, you know, when I talk about intuition or just understanding when to turn it off, when to eat, when not to eat and how scary that is for people because it feels like a lack of control Mm -hmm. because they don't trust themselves. They don't trust that they are going to make the right decisions, that they're going to you know, I'm craving this. Does that mean something bad? Cause that's what, how we think like my cravings are something bad. I see it as your cravings are indicators of nutrient deficiencies. Mm-hmm. And so when you, uh, you know, the simplest one, when you crave chocolate, we we're just missing some magnesium. Let's figure out ways to get it in food, but then try a magnesium supplement and see if your chocolate cravings go away. And you can do this with anything. I mean, it's just so cool. And with sugar cravings, um, how much sugar just depletes our B vitamins and how necessity it's so necessary with B vitamins to have good energy throughout the day and to control blood sugar. So you're thinking like, okay, if I can cut, if I take away sugar, I am physically giving my body more minerals and vitamins for them to utilize for just systemic processes that I don't even realize are happening. Mm -hmm. So craving sugar starts to go away and I have more energy for the gym and I'm lasting longer. It's just so cool how it all ties in. So I'm a huge believer in high fat diets. Um, you know, my MFIT challenge is my own, I do a macros program through it, but it's really just understanding the first thing is how much fat depends completely on your goals and completely on your digestion. If you are eating too much fat, but your gallbladder doesn't exist, it's removed. Or if you just haven't had high fat in a long time, don't jump into eating high fat because, because what it will do is it will cause some serious gut issues and ultimately leaky gut for many people, which is what happened with me. I was so low fat and kind of the typical bodybuilder diet. And then I found paleo and I was like, yes, this is incredible. I can eat bacon and I don't have to count calories. And I loved it, but my body wasn't ready for that shift. And I see that a lot with clients that yes, you want to do keto or you want to try this high fat diet, but you got to understand that it takes a while for your gallbladder to understand how to digest fats. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes that means supplemental support. Sometimes it just means be smart about the increase of fats. But also with people that are working out, carbohydrates are necessary in some degree, especially if you're breastfeeding, especially if you are just somebody that is an all or nothing personality. If you cut carbs completely, does that mean we're going to be in three weeks binging on some Oreo cookies? And so what's sustainable for most of my clients? I try to get everybody about 50% fat, 25% protein, 25% carb, and then their carbs decrease based on activity. So if they don't do a ton of like weightlifting, if they don't do a ton of, um, sprints or kind of like really anaerobic exercise or CrossFit or any sort of intensity, those carbs come down and, um, the fat will go up, but the protein is always around 25 to 30%. Hi friends. Laura here with some exciting news. Four Sigmatic has come on as a Modern Mamas podcast sponsor. We are so excited. If you've been following along with my Instagram stories, especially, you've seen that I use this stuff every single morning. The Lion's Mane Elixir is my absolute favorite. I add it to my boosted coffee for an extra boost of brain clarity, productivity, and focus that I genuinely did not experience until I started adding this in every day. They also make other elixirs like Rishi for calming cordyceps for an energy boost 
chaga for an immune boost. Along with those elixirs, they also have really cool blends. I love the Lion's Mane and Coffee blend when I travel because I don't have to worry about getting my hands and lips on high quality coffee. I have it ready to go. All you need is hot water, you mix in the blend and you're set. They have caffeine, caffeine free options as well, like a chai latte and a turmeric latte for gut health and skin glow and all, they have all kinds of incredible blends. I cannot recommend enough that you go check out their website, find whatever mushroom blend is, is going to fit with your lifestyle and give it a try. The awesome folks at Four Sigmatic have offered our listeners, you guys are special, you get 15% off any order. If you go to foursigmatic.com forward slash modern mamas or simply type in modern mamas, all lowercase, all one word at checkout, you get 15% off. Check it out. See what fits your life and happy. That's awesome. That's how I like to talk about it too, is like proteins, like the base of the teeter totter. And then like the, the carbs and mm-hmm. fat uh, go up or down depending on where the other is. So yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Cool. Um, and, and do you time your carbohydrate intake? Yeah. So, um, I, so I think for a lot of people, it is about what works with their workouts because I do think it's smart to time your carbohydrates around your workout pre and post, but there are times where that just doesn't happen. And so if I wake up and I only have time to drink some branch chain amino acids and go to the gym, then I'll do it. And I will just be smart about the types of workouts. I maybe won't go as quick and fast. I'll just kind of go slow and steady. And then after I'll double up on some carbohydrates with a protein shake. But then some people at night do really well with more carbohydrates at dinner, especially women. They actually sleep better. Um, so pairing it with good proteins and good fats. So I think it does depend on everybody. Ideally it would be pre and post workout. So my, if I worked out, I I'm lucky because my morning's packed and my afternoon's packed. So my workout is middle of the day, which is always my favorite time to work out. So I always have my breakfast, have carbohydrates if I am going to work out after. But if that's not kind of the way that your schedule works, then I would just try to think the meal before I work out is the one I have carbohydrates on. And the meal after I work out is the one I have carbohydrates on. Like try not to overthink it. And if you miss out on it, you know, RX bars are really great sometimes you know, an hour before you work out or, um, you know, something that has a little bit more, even though it's not like the ideal date sugar, at least it's something in your system that prevents adrenal dysfunction. Because this is why I think I got into this paradigm of adrenal dysfunction. I was too low carbohydrate for the amount of workouts I was doing. Yeah. And, and when you think of anaerobic exercise and this need for glucose, like what's available right now, your body doesn't have time to turn that fat into fuel for quick access. And so giving your body the ability to have it before you do it can be really important to not overdriving your adrenals in those really intense workouts. I love it. That's so smart. Genius. And (laughs) that kind of segues us into the body awareness project, because these are all kind of like little glimpses of the kinds of the kind of information that women, men and women, or is the body awareness project specifically for women? So it's both, um, the part one specifically for women, because it was for acne for people with skin issues. Um, men do really well with it, but we, a big chunk of it is hormones. And so we, we catered, catered it to women, which I think was kind of honestly, like for me with 
the way hormones are with women. If guys have acne, it's always food allergies. Right. It's never, I mean, it's like, just clean up your diet, bro. We could fix this. But with women, it's so much more complex. So nuanced. Yeah. So I'm, so looking, at the, I'm looking at the mm-hmm. website right now and it is, it's incredible. Um, can you tell us a little Thank bit more you. what, about what the body awareness project is? Yeah. So honestly, it was just this whole idea of, you know, I have this 21 day program that I love and I've ran it for over five years, teaching people about macros and high fat diets and digestion. But it was always like these snack bite pieces where I wish I could just sit there and be like, blah, you know, this is one topic, let's focus on it. And so it was really incredible to partner with people like Diane Sanfilippo and Julie Bauer and Sarah Morgan, who's, I mean, these people are so brilliant and they love talking about very specific things when it comes to the skin. And so compiling that into one place and really teaching people, yes, this is an educational course. You're going to learn so much over 10 hours of content about food intolerances, allergies, gut health, hormones, PCOS, all the things that you see that's common with people with acne, but then you're also able to get a box of my favorite things in the world, whether it's a book or whether it's a thing for acne scars. And so it's a collection of items. So it's kind of this combination of, I don't want to overwhelm you with all this information, but you will be overwhelmed. And so here is a box that you can start right on your healing journey. And so that's the goal with all the sections. And that's why I'm so excited about part two, which is the adrenals, because I can't, I mean, this is the most commonly asked question. We all have adrenal issues. We always mm-hmm. will. We're stressed out people. Modern day are- society. Yeah. We're stressed. And then we're constantly inundated with toxins that we can't avoid. And mm-hmm. the standard American diet, I mean, of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's so true. And it's like, it's just getting worse and worse mm-hmm. because I think that when you look at this, it's beautiful. This like lifestyle of like work for yourself or work on your own or do your side hustle. It's just, it's just compiling. And I think it's putting more pressure on people. And then that pressure is like, you know, the last thing that somebody needs is to be looking at their cell phone and blocking all their, it's just, it's a, it gets into a big, huge cycle. Not to say I am not one of those people that look at my cell phone quite a bit, but I also think that I just have to teach people about their adrenals because there's just too much bad information out there. A hundred percent. I love it. Okay. And then part three is the gut. Yeah. And so this, and these are all really my body awareness moments, like understanding, you know, I had horrible gut issues since I was three years old. I never related them to food. And then I never related them back to my skin until I was 22. I mean, it just took that long. And I, I guess I'm grateful that I found it when I was 22, but it would have been nice to find it before I was on reality TV when I had horrible skin, <laughs> you know, so it's like, I want so badly for these people that especially at, who are so removed from our audience and from our, our bubble to just say like, this isn't just normal. This isn't just what it is. And let's take a prescription. Let's understand why your body is doing this. Because when you can do that, when you can understand the why, then you have this amazing appreciation and it's not overwhelming to heal. It just becomes exciting. It becomes, I can figure out my own body, not because Emily said it, not because X, Y, Z said so, but because I know what's best for me and nobody else knows that except yourself. So teaching you how to be in tune with your body, with different topics, with gut, with adrenals, with skin, but you can apply that to anything with food, with macros, with, with the way you're working out, the way your body's responding. Like when we try to put ourselves in a box, that's not our own, you're gonna, your body will resist. So stop, yes. stop trying to do it. 
And I love how the website says, like, the first thing you see when you come to it besides your beautiful face is when we stop resisting our body and start embracing it, we find a beautiful place of empowerment. And I think that's so cool. It's like you are educating people to take charge of their own lives. And that's how this whole podcast, like, that's what it's about. It's like zero judgment. All our goal is, is to provide you with the information, then you can decide what to do with that information. And I think that's, there's no, there's nothing more empowering and especially with today's like, Everyone wants like instant gratification, social media. People are like, I want to have perfect skin, perfect body, etc. But it's like, what is your why? And do you love yourself now? And will you love yourself then? Or is it just like, I want to look a certain way so I can, you know, whatever it is. It's like, we need to love ourselves where we are now and try and resolve issues we might have because we like out of love, not out of um, resistance or disliking who we are now or lack of, you know, lack of just self-love. I think that's one of the biggest issues. So it's like you're empowering so people with that self-love, which is so cool. Thank you. I mean, yeah, what you said is so true. I mean, it, you couldn't be more um, dead on when it comes to how we respond and how common it is. So not feeling bad about that instant gratification, not feeling bad about wanting to see results because the effort is real. Like when you put something in, when you commit to it, whether it's one day or whether it's one week, I mean, it's so true. You want to see something come out of it, but if I can distract that person and educate them and have them understand how, I mean, I'm the most impatient person, so I can't even give, you know, that much great advice to people that want results now. Cause I'm the exact same way, but I feel like it's so important to understand, um, you know, the whys behind everything. And so giving them, giving that to somebody with your podcast, with anything is just so that's what sticks with that. That's what sticks, you know, hopefully the listeners, I mean, you're the nodding or saying yes or no, but I hope it's, that's the goal, right? The goal is to get it It's so awesome. I love it. And so do you work much with moms? And if so, do you notice like any unique, you have to utilize unique strategies or do you have like specific advice for, for mamas in this realm in terms of, you know, it's, it's a harder time in, in that, uh, now you're only you're not only able to just love yourself, but there's another little being you have to love. And plus, there's society's expectation of like we should look a certain way, we should lose the weight a certain in a certain amount of time, we should get back in the gym and be just as fit as we were before. So, do you have any words specific to um, that demographic of women who are either pregnant or postpartum, or even trying to get pregnant and looking ahead to what that might be like in the postpartum period? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's so interesting. I have so much, re- I have a cat, just so you guys know, like I'm a mom to a cat. Like that is my, that is that's fair. <laughs> so that Griffin, right? I, I, Gryffindor, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gryffindor, I love it. and I, I have so much respect for, I mean, I'm just in awe of you guys and I love your pictures and it's just moms are the most amazing, beautiful humans that, ex- I mean, you are why we exist. So it's just so cool. And I have so much respect for people that go through that journey, especially somebody that had a certain level of fitness, had a baby. And now it's kind of like, here I am, that's where I was. And so I think my biggest tip, and this is for anything, whether it's baby or event, um, you know, whether it's a traumatic thing that happened with a family or an injury, when you're looking and constantly comparing, obviously we know, try not to compare to others, but even just ourselves, I think we don't realize how much we're actually comparing ourselves. It's kind of this, this is after baby. That's where I was before baby. Let me try to constantly say, this is what, that's my measurement of success is where I used to be. And although that's great to have some sort of goal, I think doing that too much is what kind of puts us in this, I'm not good enough mentality. So my advice for anybody that, you know, maybe had just recovered from or got, I think the, I keep thinking of this specific client, somebody that just recovered from double mastectomy 
and is in remission and, you know, conquered cancer, like that this, we just met and it's like, you have to understand what you're, you just put your body through. Same thing with moms. You just gave life to this baby. Like I can't even imagine I'm so far away from having a baby, but I have so much respect for it that I'm like, this is the most incredible thing that you could be doing. And you're put on this earth to do that. Like you just put this baby on this earth and created a life. And so if we can take a step back and anytime I put, she goes into that dark space of that's where I was though. That's the weight I used to lift. That was the deadlift. It's like, no, give me a, give me something that you like about yourself. Tell me right now, something that you are proud of in this moment, not where you're going to be, not who you're going to be. Just think constantly changing the pathway in your head that as soon as you go to that comparison of that's where I should be, put yourself in the moment, look in the mirror and say, this is something I'm proud of right now, because that's the only thing we got. And day by day, it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of energy, but if we can get all our energy on board to just being present and being grateful and being in, in love with the body that we are right now, um, the more we can do that, the less you'll start to think of, Ugh, used to do that. Ugh, I'm not good enough. I think it's just forcing yourself to put yourself in that place of what can I do right now? What can I see right now? What am I grateful for right now? And fake it till you make it. I mean, just constantly put <laughs> yeah. yourself in that situation. <laughs> and what is there's that quote, right? Comparison is the thief of joy. And it's mm-hmm. like, whether you're comparing yourself to yourself a month back or someone else on social media or whatever it is, it's like, it just, uh, it just allows you from being, I think that's a word. It doesn't allow you to be present in that moment. And it's impossible to love yourself and where you're at if you're not present. And so I think that's incredible advice. Um, because that's one thing that I've carried with me in the postpartum period is just like being happy with who I am now. And I am now a mom and I'm also still myself. Like just because I had a baby, I haven't lost who I'm not, I'm still Laura and I still have I'm still fit and I still love my body and, and perhaps I love my body more than I ever have because I've gone through something so incredible and my body's done something so amazing. And so now it's like, I look at it with a new light and now it's like all the things it can do. Um, I mean, not, I might not be squatting as much as I was uh, two years ago, but who the hell cares? (laughs) What is it? What does that squat say about me? How does that, how does that squat number bring me joy? It doesn't. What brings me joy is feeling good and being capable and feeling good in my skin. And so um, I love that. That gave me goosebumps. So I think it's really cool too. This is why the support and what you kind of, you are building with this podcast, the people that are listening, like that's to know that there's other people that can help you with that perspective because I, I cannot lie. There's, there's days where I'm like, I have not gotten anywhere. I'm, I'm stuck. I haven't done anything. Uh, this is total shit. Like I can't <laughs> figure out everything is going the wrong way. You know, there's so many days like that. And I think, um, the best thing that can help with that, you know, cause you can t- try to talk to yourself and you could try to listen to this. So if you're like, yeah, I get it. I get it. But I'm still in a dark place. I think the most important thing is the people that you surround yourself with and the, you know, any yes. sort of community that you can get in, because those are the people that, I mean, that's why they're there. That's what community is, is like to show you your highs. And I think as a person, being partaking in community, my goal is to compliment the shit out of people as much as I can, because you never realize how powerful that is. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, if I can't change it and if I, you know, I'm in a dark place, I know the one thing that changes my day around is that testimonial that came in on a whim where somebody would say, I just felt like I needed to write this. Mm -hmm. I've done your challenge and it just I just need you to know you're changing people's lives. And it's just like, how did that person know? You're making me want to cry. I'm like welling up right now. (laughs) No, it's like, how did that person know? So like, Mm -hmm. how can I do that to people? And I think all of us, like, 
if you just even tell somebody on a, at a random grocery store, like how much, you know, you love her. Like I do this all the time. I'm like, you have a great butt. Like, Mm -hmm. do you realize how great of a butt this person? Sometimes they're like shocked, but then they always know, like, I'm not creepy. And I just made that person stay or somebody that's like, you know, they lifted something like, I love when I see moms grocery shopping and they carry everything. And I'm like, you are so strong. And they're just kind of like, somebody just noticed me. Like, so if I can't always say like, just snap out of it. I think the best thing that we can do is just constantly give, like give compliments, Mm -hmm. give words. Like if it's not a community that you're in, the only way to get it back or even to feel that connection and how good it feels to give somebody that is just to do it all the time with strangers, with people at your gym, you know, like it's just so themselves that way. Yes. It's just like, Oh, some, a stranger just said that. Like, it's just so cool. I think it's like so underutilized. I mean, it's just like holding a door open for somebody, but with words, right? Yeah. So like doing it as much as you can. And what you, when you mentioned the the mom carrying her bags and her kid and all that, like I had a client that I got on a phone call with to do some uh, programming for, and she's got two little ones and one of them's just like two or three months old. And I asked her to write down what her day, her week looks like in fitness. And she included things like getting my kid in and out of the car seat and carrying him down like on a walk. And, and I was like, that is so cool because I think what we miss out on, especially postpartum, is that fitness doesn't have to be the hour spent in the gym. It can be yes. movement that you get in throughout the day and it can be, oh, hey, I have five minutes right now. I'm going to hold my baby and do 50 air squats in sets mm-hmm. of 10 or whatever it is. And and so I know I have the impact and that's been huge for me postpartum. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And so, you know, there's ways that we can work in fitness and feel good in our skin and feel empowered and capable that don't involve necessarily um, going in and back squatting 200 pounds. Like it's okay to your, you know, fitness comes in lots of shapes and forms and it doesn't strength doesn't have to just be the number on the barbell. There's many ways to show your strength. I think there's strength in loving your body. There's strength in taking time to incorporate movement every day. There's strength in doing air squats. There's strength in picking your child up off the ground. Um, and all of that. So that kind of segues us into the unpack and to the concept of the fact that we don't need a gym space to utilize or create or build our fitness. Um, and so could you tell us a little bit about that pack first of all, and then I just want to touch on like how you've seen it kind of impact the people who use it and how you see the the potential, the possibility to get fitness in throughout the day or, or in anywhere that we go. Yeah. Really fast because it's just in my head. I love what you just said. There's strength in the places you don't look for it. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing is there's strength in saying, do not go to that dark place in your own head Mm -hmm. where you see yourself and you don't like a picture or you like, don't like the way you see yourself in the mirror. When you allow yourself to go down that rabbit hole, I think the biggest strength that I see, especially with people that are on their fitness journey is saying, Nope, I'm not allowing that pathway to happen. I'm not even going to go there walk away from the picture, walk away from the mirror and get back into that place of, of feeling like a human again. So, and just like you said, I love it because I think seven days a week we should move like a human. And then if we're lucky four days a week, we can do a fitness routine. Mm -hmm. And so it's so fun because it's like redefining what movement and what moving like a human actually is and understanding it. And it is picking things up. It's, it's standing, it's walking, it's, uh, being barefoot in the grass. It's playing around with handstands. It's doing somersaults. It's just the joy that that brings 
people. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a huge piece of my own healing is, you know, I was a diehard CrossFitter. There was no way around me competing. I wanted to do it. It's all I cared about. I was doing two a days. I was working over and over and over. And I felt like that was happy. That was my happy place, but it just drove me into a really deep, a really dark place actually of you're never good enough because you have to be better. You have to do one more rep. And then you also start to tie in the, what, what it did for my adrenals while I was also trying to launch the impact ironically. And I just was like, what is, what is the missing piece? Like I, I'm, I live in Colorado. I have this beautiful place of working out anywhere, stairs, red rocks, parks. I mean, it's just all over snowboarding, hiking. And I just felt like all I cared about was snatch. How much can I snatch? How much can I clean? And I just had this moment, like what the, what is wrong with you, Emily? Like this is just because you're not snatching outside does not mean you are not doing something incredible and actually more beneficial for your body. And so the impact really came around. I actually was traveling and there was no hotel. So I took a big giant suitcase and I stuffed it with like everything in the hotel room, ice bucket, the Bible, anything that I could find in the hotel. <laughs> and I put it on my shoulder and I started squatting with it. And it was just this moment of like, I, I can do this anywhere. I'm outside on a patio barefoot. I didn't have to go find a gym, pay a drop-in fee. I did it in 20 minutes. And now I'm back to my life of being on vacation. And I just realized, oh my gosh, this is just this is what people need to be doing is take the stress out of working out, going to the gym to work out and just realize that you can move your body and bear crawl and pull some weight and maybe do some squat cleans with mm -hmm. this portable, portable device that I, that, which is the impact. And you feel so much better about yourself when you leave because you never missed out on anything. You got some vitamin D you're barefoot or feeling grass and you, you get creative. You start to see like, Oh, I want to try this. I want to try this. And it's just so, I just am so in love with it. I, it was an accidental surprise where yes, it was very convenient to make a workout bag for when you travel. And it turned into my rehab from CrossFit and this ability to train. I want to strength train. I don't want to just do burpees and air squats. I want to feel like I'm lifting heavy and put my hands over my head. Um, with weight in it. And that was something that was so necessary, but I don't have to do it inside of inside four walls. hundred percent. I love that so much. And I love CrossFit. I work for CrossFit. It's been a huge part of my journey and I feel like it's empowered me again with the tools and the understanding of human movements. Then I can take that understanding. I don't need to be within four walls. You know, I can yeah. go outside. I can hang from trees. I can squat the impact, do cleans, but I can do it outdoors because I am never more happy than I'm outside. And my whole thing now postpartum is like, I'm not going to, if the going to the gym is going to be a stressor in my day versus something that makes me feel better when I leave, then I'm not going. And I still go up three to four days, three to four times a week. And the other days I just move outside. I walk the Hills or I use the impact in my lawn on our condo and it's awesome. So <laughs> I can oh, hear my you. baby. We're going to have to wrap up soon. <laughs> this is totally fine. Oh. But I am curious, do you have anything coming up that you want to share? Anything we should keep an eye out for? And then also if you can let us know where we can find you. Yeah. So, you know, I have 
all the things I don't, you know, I just, if you're in Denver, come, well, I won't have a gym until September, but, um, platform strength and Rhino, and you can find almost all of my things are on emilystrom.com is kind of my hub, which is where I run the 21 day programs. And, um, you can also link to the body awareness project through that. You can link to my podcast, meathead hippie. I have a tea company that's really delicious. So for moms, if you're breastfeeding or if you're, um, pregnant, the one that I would suggest is Victress because I do have licorice in my blends, but would you um, consider coming back on and doing a whole episode on your tea, that whole project? Cause I would love that. Oh, for sure. Okay. I am obsessed. So stay herbs, tuned. <laughs> herbs are amazing. So yes. we will talk we'll, about that. We'll have you back. <laughs> totally. sounds good. And then the MPAC, um, even if you don't get the MPAC, there's workouts that you can get every week on evolvedmotion.com. We just wrapped up our second Kickstarter. So we have two different bags and soon three, which I can't wait to talk about, but we'll maybe on our next one or herb one, um, but specific for moms, but bag number three. And I just, I love giving people workout ideas. So newsletter on emilystrom.com or newsletter on evolvemotion.com. And I, yeah, I think that's kind of, that's kind of what I got. I love it. And we'll link to everything in the show notes. And I will also, when this third bag comes out, um, just keep an <laughs> eye out. I will also be spreading the word. I'm super excited. And, uh, so cool. Just so grateful for everything you're putting out into the world. And it's not just like the, the, the intellectual property, but also the energy. Um, I think that you are, it's contagious and I love seeing and following what you're doing because, when I see you post something or share something, I always feel better after reading it. When in this industry specifically in fitness and nutrition, sometimes you see things and they kind of leave you feeling a little bit icky. So I love that everything you put out just makes me feel empowered and better about myself. Oh, so. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> oh, man. Almost a year later and I still got all the hormones and the, and the fuzzy feelings. So, um, yeah. So and thanks for giving us an hour of your day today. It really it means a lot. And I'm so happy that we were able to connect and I look forward to having you back. This is so fun. So Thanks for fun. having me. Of course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you guys, you can find me at laura.radicalroots, Jess at Jess Savile the Space. You can always email us at modernmamaspodcast at gmail.com. And please subscribe, rate, review. It means the world. And we are so grateful to have you. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time.